I'm Damien Fowler. And I'm Elise Lafrenc. And welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. This week, we sit down with Susie Watford, the Chief Growth Officer of SiriusXM. SiriusXM is the leading audio entertainment company in North America with a broad portfolio of businesses, including its flagship subscription service, as well as the ad-supported and premium streaming service Pandora. Reaching a combined monthly audience of around 150 million listeners, the content on SiriusXM runs the gamut, live and on demand, including music, talk shows, sports and podcasts. Susie joined the company earlier this year after two decades at News Corp, including eight years at Dow Jones and The Wall Street Journal. It's been really interesting kind of doing 20 years in news and publishing and towards the end of that, seeing the shift towards all things audio, both in obviously podcasting, but also seeing uh, more and more consumers wanting to be able to listen and read. Um, and so I was just really interested in the audio space and looking around at audio companies, Sirius XM is, you know, number one for audio with huge scale. Um, and I was really interested in being able to take what I'd learned on the kind of consumer membership and subscription side. And then how do you apply that to audio? And in the audio space with paid subscriptions, SiriusXM is the is the place to be. Can you talk a little bit about the new gig and, you know, you're bringing this growth mindset, but also what insights are you bringing from those 20 years in publishing? So it's a new position at SiriusXM as chief growth officer, and it's combining both the overall kind of consumer and marketing piece alongside the growth um, of all of the subscriptions, but especially focusing on the streaming business and how overall we can become more digital. It's fascinating to see the both the established business, which is very similar to, you know, a world of um, print media and subscriptions that has just got you know so much scale and so much reach. And then looking at how you innovate with the new kind of digital ecosystem. Um, but the similarities are curation. You know, curation is one of the things that I love about news, and that is true of SiriusXM, and how you balance that with control and personalization and how you get that mix right. That's fascinating to be a part of and see how it plays out on audio. But it's also really interesting the comparison with community. You know, I think news brands are brilliant at building community. And what I see at SiriusXM is the same kind of community and communities, multiple communities across the multiple channels and stations that we have. So it's really interesting to think about how we can build on that in order to grow. At Dow Jones, you also drove subscriber growth across the portfolio pubs. How does, would you say this translate into the audio world at Sirius where you have 425 channels? So it's interesting in terms of consumer behavior, there's lots of similarities. So you see that the trends around really caring about engagement and daily habit are the same in audio subscriptions as they were in new subscriptions. So that real focus on understanding what people are listening to versus reading really matters. And how do you really engage them in that and drive more of that behavior? That's true across both. It sounds like there's a lot of similarities, but would you say there are some differences? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that um, actually it's a huge opportunity for SiriusXM, one of the differences, which is that the the huge amount of content that we produce in the sense that we are live and always on, we haven't yet taken advantage of that, I feel, in the same way that news brands just intrinsically do, that they have so many people coming to visit them every day and exploring this um, kind of outside of a subscription and kind of being part of that conversation. And I think it's really interesting for SiriusXM to 
to think about given the amount of this amazing content that they have and amount that is happening at any one time in any of our studios, how do we find a way to really get that out there into the world and bring in new audiences off the back of that kind of content? What audiences are you looking for specifically to bring in? definitely younger, more diverse, more female. Um, and there's opportunities with that because of our publishing that we can really kind of, um, you know, kind of lean into those audiences. And we just have to find increasing new ways in order to be able to kind of talk about the content that we have and attract them to us. Could you talk about how that space has changed maybe most dynamically in the last few years? As a chief growth officer, how are you thinking about the space? and What's striking about it right now? I mean, data is, is at the heart of it, I think. Starting out in newspapers, so much of it was on kind of big pieces of customer research or, or insight. And then also obviously a lot of gut instinct and a lot of editorial instinct kind of driving what we'll do. But over time, the data that we began to get back was just kind of changing both how we thought about audiences and how we can connect with them. And that's definitely true at SiriusXM as well. We've seen that now our cars are more connected than ever. We introduced 360L a number of years ago, which is our way of combining the satellite technology with the digital technology from streaming. And what it means is that we actually know more about what people are listening to. And then we can use that. And it comes back to the point around engagement. Once we understand what people are listening to, how can we then um, kind of use that in order to be able to reach them more effectively? So I think data is at the heart of that. Um, and speed, I think in a couple of different ways, actually print was incredibly quick <laughs> to work in, um, in terms of being able to actually produce things, but the speed and scale that we can get in digital is very different um, to what we could achieve in print. Yeah. Three months into your new role, you struck a pretty big deal with uh, Walmart Plus and, you know, offering free trials of SiriusXM to Walmart subscribers. Speaking of data, that's an interesting connection. What drew you to this uh, engagement opportunity and how does that help bring in these new audiences? So we've got a fantastic partnerships team that, that had been working on that deal and that partnership. Um, and really their mission is to go out and find these partners that can bring in new audiences, younger people that might not have yet thought of SiriusXM or experienced it, but also giving them choice about whether they want to experience SiriusXM as an in-car subscription or as a streaming subscription. And increasingly that's the, the way that we will operate, which is that we'll give customers um, the choice to choose the pack that's right for them. And the Walmart Plus relationship was one of the first places that we actually launched that in a consumer offer. Um, we've been doing it direct on our websites for a while, but this was the first partnership where we really put that out there. And so it's been really interesting to see people choosing, making that decision on what's right for them. And that's something that we want to build upon. Just off the back of that, more generally, you know, how important are partnerships when it comes to building out that scale? Really important. And, you know, we talk a lot about how do we make SiriusXM more relevant, easier for customers and more valuable. When we think about relevance, partnerships can be a big part of how you can drive relevance amongst new audiences. And that's relevance in terms of where our content shows up. So what distribution partnerships can we have? We've obviously got big partnerships with the platforms, with the Rokus, with the Sonuses of the world. Um, but also where can we partner with like-minded brands to attract those new audiences or to you know be stronger together, if you like. So a, a really big part of the strategy going forward, as well as the car brands, obviously, which are massive partnerships and have been a core and central part to our business. Yeah, that's obviously key to Sirius. Could you perhaps give an example of how, say, a brand might tap into like Sirius data and perhaps even use that across 
maybe Walmart Plus or how that might work in other partnerships? Well, obviously, lots of brands work with us on the media side of the business. So we have a huge um, network with SXM Media where we reach over 150 million listeners a month. So there's lots of brand partnerships that happen on that side where they'll be working with our creators and our hosts in order to be able to get their brand messages out there. That can also then translate into live events and experiences, uh, which we do very, very well. And then from a marketing and from a growth side, there is this opportunity to drive relevance with new brands and new distribution. I think that's going to become a really interesting part of what we do as we build out this kind of next gen of SiriusXM, which is really about how are we kind of an even better version of ourselves and how can we tell more people about that? Awesome. Um, now, besides audio, obviously you just mentioned you have like live events too, but you also have streaming and podcasts. All of these brands have fandom in common. What would you say you think is special about building like fan connections today? When I came to SiriusXM, one of the things that I really liked was this idea of community and fandom. Um, and I think we do that brilliantly across whether it's music, whether it's comedy, whether it's sport. Um, we're able to tap into all those different pieces of fandom. We do both the conversation on air, but we also have the ability to connect with audiences both kind of as a two-way connection. So people either calling in and being part of that conversation, or of course, whether it's on socials and off platform. So there is a huge, a huge connection. I think the more that we can show up in people's lives and give them that depth and breadth of content, the better. And again, it comes back to driving engagement and how we can build that kind of habit, um, both, you know, with the actual core streaming and in-car service, but also as a brand around it holistically. You know, sports in particular, I would say, has always been like a forum for fans. How important is that category to your portfolio? Yeah, increasingly important. And actually, as I was kind of learning more about what we offer in the sports, um, I got a great stat, which is that apparently you need six different video streaming services in order to be able to get all the great sport coverage that you get on SiriusXM. So whether it's the NFL, MLB, we, we've got such great content and, and also college sports. So I'm learning more about the offering. But what I do know um, and what actually also replicates what's true in news publishing is that sport as a category is a very sticky category. So people that kind of come in and try sports during their trial are more likely to convert. And then those people that are listening to sport are more likely to stay. So we know that this kind of habit building um, that happens with sport and this sense of community and connection is really important when you're looking at growing a kind of an overall membership and subscriber base. You know, um, they say there's a certain age where you even just stop listening to new music. Like young listeners is really important for a brand like Sirius. Um, how would you say you plan to connect with a new generation of listeners? I think firstly that um, SiriusXM is brilliant at recommending you new music. So if you are feeling that you might be in a rut, you might want to kind of tune in and then you'll get amazing recommendations. And that's one of the things that I love about that kind of curation and expertise that SiriusXM channels and hosts bring to what they do. And I think that's refreshing because otherwise you can get kind of caught in a kind of trap of listening to the same things all the same time. But in terms of um, kind of new audiences, what's great now is because of the amount of data that we can understand from people coming to us. We can see what they're searching for and then we can work out, have, oh, have we got the right offerings or do we need to create new things for them? So for example, we see that hip hop is a big search category and therefore we've developed our overall hip hop programming. Um, but it can be on anything. We found that lots of people were searching and looking for um, music to sleep to or relaxation music. So we 
created the sleep channel. So it's really interesting now that we're able to kind of both obviously follow trends and our programming team are, are brilliant at kind of understanding the talent that's out there and how we bring people in. Um, Drake's got an amazing channel, uh, Sound 42. There's like these big artists that come to us and want to kind of share what they do, but also this ability to see actually what are people coming in and then looking for and how do we then think about how we service that content. Yeah, that's really interesting. I was thinking in newspapers would launch new sections like sports or lifestyle or food. And each of those, I'm sure, you know, would be kind of safe spaces for advertisers. But here you've got so much nuance you can lean into. Yeah, and that's the great thing about podcasting as well and the, and the network of podcasts, right, is that you can find those audiences in so many different ways and and tap into it. Um, so, yeah, it comes back to that breadth and depth that, that SiriusXM offers as an overall proposition. On the podcasting front, it's still a big growth opportunity, right? People are listening to podcasts, including this one, but there are a lot of podcasts out there. I mean, the research that we saw um, uh, that SiriusXM did recently around kind of Gen Z and what you see is that for that audience, podcasting is huge and been growing consistently for the last five years and that those audiences are using podcasting um, one as a way to help inform kind of decisions that they want to make about what to purchase but it comes back to that connection they have because they can find the podcast that's right for them but you know we're here in Cannes with some of our brilliant kind of podcast talent um, because there is so much interest in it as an area. You know if you were talking to a marketer who hasn't quite approached the audio space yet, what would you say to them is the biggest opportunity from an advertising perspective? I think it's that opportunity to really connect with the audience. There's a lot of talk of, you know, authenticity. And I think that is really true in audio. It's such an intimate medium where people really do feel those deep connections and want to support the hosts and the creators behind them. So the more that you can find that kind of that brand connection with a podcast or with a topic um, and really build that relationship with with the creator behind it, I think it's incredibly powerful. Um, I also think there's room to be really creative with the kind of things that you do and with those, whether it's host reads and how you extend it off the platform into live events. So I'd think about what are the audiences that you want to reach? Who are the people or the or the podcast topics that you really think could represent it um, and reach that audience and, and then really build a, a, a connection with it? Finally, you know, I wanted to ask you what you like to listen to across those 425 plus channels on SiriusXM. Well, I am still exploring. You know, I came to SiriusXM or as a brand, my first experience of it um, was with E Street Radio because I'm a big Springsteen fan. Um, and I got in somebody's car who was playing E Street Radio and I was new to America and I couldn't believe that it was nonstop, uh, you know, Springsteen and, and Springsteen influenced music. So I started there, um, but I am enjoying more of the podcasts. Um, but also I do love a bit of nostalgia. So the 80s on 8 stuff, it comes back to what we were saying about being surprised and delighted and getting recommendations from people there's a lot of that within these um within these channels and that's something that i enjoy that's it for the current stay tuned because next time we'll be speaking with andrea palmer the president of publicist health media i think that there's so much to uh, information transfer uh, in healthcare that you have to be innovative in order to break through. The current podcast is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Love and Caliber. The current team includes Chris Brooklier and Kat Fessy. And remember, when we think about relevance, partnerships can be a big part of how you can drive relevance amongst new audiences. And that's relevance in terms of where our content shows up. So what distribution partnerships can we have? I'm Damien. And I'm Elise. 
and we'll see you next time.